Yo, yo, check it out. If breakfast is the most important meal of your day, ladies and gentlemen, then you need to have yours in the company of friends. It's always on. I don't know about you, but that Kate Thompson mm-hmm. song, hey? Oh, Every step of the way. And I think it's the song that we need to hold on to those lyrics uh, and hold on to the creator of Heaven and Earth yeah. and say to him, thank you that you do walk with us every step of the way, especially as we get into the next conversation. Mm-hmm. And that is with Nico Klenans. Nico, thank you so much for your time this morning. We really do appreciate you. So yesterday afternoon, our finance minister, Tito Mboweni, delivered the 2021 budget speech. What are some of the things that we need to be aware of? Yes, this is an annual ritual. Actually, it happens twice a year at the end of the day. And Tito reads his speech. And if he's in a very good mood, he brings along a pot plant to wave at us. (laughs) And so for 90 or so minutes, he speaks and then he goes home. And then we have the most absolute waste of time ritual that starts at Parliament. Because now having just heard his speech, Malema will appear on TV. And suddenly he will be able to take apart a speech that he has never heard before that will have a whole lot of new information, but he will have a strategy around it. Now, when he's finished, then Steenhuizen appears, he does the same, and then usually the leader of the Freedom Front gets maximum time to throw in his 10 cents into the ring. Now, my problem is none of them have financial, or financial experts. They haven't heard what was going to happen in the speech prior to that, and when Tito speaks to us from Parliament, he, he spends about 90 minutes talking. And when the notes come out, it's going to be five or 600 pages. So he doesn't have the time to tell us much. But we, we have our favorites that we look for. Mm. The first thing we look for is, are we going to have new taxes? So everybody listens carefully for that. And the answer is, there are not going to be new taxes. So the wealth tax, that isn't going to go up. None of those things are going to happen. That's good news. In fact, that's good news. For the first time in a long time, taxes are going to go down. So company tax will no longer pay the, uh, pay the 28% flat rate. They're going to go down to 27%. It doesn't sound like much, but for some companies, that is, um, you know, it'll be millions that they will save. Then for the individuals, that's you or I, is basically fiddled with the tax brackets. So that if you get a 5% increase in salary, your taxes will remain the same. If you get more than that, then you're going to pay more tax. So that's one of the things that he has fiddled, and then the income tax rebates are also going to be adjusted. For those of us who are on medical aid, our credits, the tax credit moves up slightly by 4%. It's not a significant change, especially since the medical aids are going to fleece us by more than than a 4% increase. If you are running a micro enterprise, then you won't pay tax on the first 150,000 rand that your 
company makes. And that's going to be helpful for the startup businesses. Now, what is going to happen is while there's not going to be new taxes, there is now a unit which will look at tax compliance. Now, on paper, that means those skellums who steal millions and billions who took huge amounts of money and then forgot to disclose that to SARS, they are going to be in more trouble. And I'm looking forward to the recovery of billions of rent that's due to the fiscus. Mm. They are already beginning to show that taking effect, and that's good news for all of us. And that's one of the reasons why it is possible to keep those of us who are legal, give us a bit of a break. The fuel levy will go up by 27 cents a litre. Now, that's not going to be popular. But to those who feel that that is a bad idea, can you explain to me how do we get the taxi industry to pay tax? Mm. The fuel levy is the only way we've got. So we have to take that pain because the taxi industry, in spite of what the associations argue, are making a lot of money, and they're not contributing a fair share to the fiscus. Those of us who pay UIF, the ceiling is now 17,711 rand per month. So there are going to be some people who previously that were not protected by UIF who are now going to be brought into the net. Those of us who participate in what we call the sin taxes, those are the people who use tobacco and alcohol, you are going to pay about 8% more for your bottle or your packet of whatever. Now, at this point, we haven't yet found a way of including the DACA into the tax bracket, but since that is now legal, they're going to have to work out how they're going to do that. What is pleasant surprise for many of us is that the COVID vaccines, which are going to cost 19 billion rand, are going to be able to come from the surplus that they've drawn in terms of the fiscus. In other words, SARS managed to get more money than we thought they were going to get, and the cost of COVID can come out of that. We don't need a new tax. Wow. Now, we really need to get this vaccine going because what is not well known in South Africa is that 4,000 of people who got COVID made a complete recovery and then were infected again. So this vaccine needs to be implemented soon because it's not a matter of a second wave. It's a matter of getting back in the queue and having the infection a second time. So we, we kind of got to deal with that. Then on the overall picture, he says he's managing government debt better. Well, we'll see that next year because that's a promise of what's going to come rather than the reality. My difficulty and my sense of being critical is that the government, the budget is supposed to illustrate the government's vision. But in South Africa, we never implement visions very well. 
He didn't give us much details about the National Health Initiative. He didn't give us much details about ESCOM buying in green energy. They're supposed to be working on a new minimum wage to replace all these grants. We didn't get information about that. My difficulty is that every politician in South Africa has their own agenda. If Ramaphosa were to lose his post, we are going to throw away all the planning is done and the new guy is going to start all over again. Mm. So that for me is a challenge that we have in South Africa. The markets strengthened. They reacted positively. It's going to keep the people from downgrading us further. That's good news. I'm even hoping for an interest rate drop in the next three months of around a quarter of a percent. That would be good. And that has been good news. And I think it's obvious the way he's going, we are probably going to get another interest rate drop. So it's one of the better budgets that we've had. It's one of the ones that are going to be least disruptive. And I think it was generally a good event yesterday. And like I say, the markets are certainly reacting positively. That's the people who are the big monies and moving around are happy. That's so good. That is so good. Well, we'll have to see how it all pans out, of course, and the next six months are going to be interesting in that regard. I do hope that economy will get up and started and that more people will find jobs because the unemployment rate in our country is staggeringly high. So, yeah, it's going to be interesting to see how that has a knock-on effect as well. Yes, I agree with you. But the one thing that has happened, of course, is that the, the informal sector has grown. And we don't have a good way of measuring that. Oh, yeah. So there are, in fact, more jobs being created. But because they're outside the formal economy, we are not able to, to include that with our st uh, stats. Ah, uh, yes, of course. Well, Nico, as always, a great honor and a privilege to chat to you. Thank you for your time and have a wonderful day. Thank you. Breakfast with Friends, exclusive to CCFM 107.5.